Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. year, I heard through friends the story of Alice Johnson. I was deeply moved. In 1997, Alice was sentenced to life in prison as a first-time nonviolent drug offender. Over the next 22 years, she became a prison minister inspiring others to choose a better path. She had a big impact on that prison population and far beyond. 
In, intrepid researcher Positive Sean has uh, come up with who those friends were who advised the president. I do believe it was Kim Kardashian. Yeah, right. Remember when she yeah. went to the White House and talked about this? So yeah. that was a great moment during the speech, and that woman stands up and everybody cheers and applauds, and she's got tears in her eyes and everything like that. And then he points out this other guy that was in prison, too, and a uh, similar sort of story. Mm-hmm. And I just saw Charles Payne on CNN. Do you know who he is? He's a commentator. I like him. Big black guy. The reason I mention he's black, well, the reason I mention he's big is because he's the biggest guy you ever see on TV. Wow. He could he could be an NFL lineman. But the reason I mention he's black is you just don't see very many black conservative commentators. Mm. I mean, it really stands out. It's as rare as Indian law professors at Harvard. But Char- <laughs> More on that in a second. More on Elizabeth Warren to but come. But Charles Payne said, and it's true. If Barack Obama had given that exact same portion of the speech and had that woman who was a minister in prison and that guy and everything like that, all the commentators afterwards on all the cable news channels would have had a tear streaming down their face. Right. And gone on for hours about what an amazing moment this is in our history. Mm-hmm. But as Trump has got, it, it got no mention mm-hmm. or, a, or a grudging that was nice. Right. And, that, and then on you go. Okay. I just, I like to know what I'm dealing with. It's pretty clear what we're dealing with with your CNNs and your MSNBCs and your and your alphabet networks too and your big newspapers. They are what they are. Just recognize what they are. Um, I looking looking up at the TV. Good Morning America is going big with the Elizabeth Warren story that they uncovered some piece of paper with with her own handwriting. It would appear where it's she a claimed, registration for the state bar of Texas, where she claimed she was a Native American. Yep, race American Indian. And all the identity politics stuff, I think, is is is, is she in just large states, measure silly anyway. She just states flat out she's an American Indian. Yes, on that? that's oh her my race. God, she indicated okay, she that's was just crazy. She indicated she was a Cherokee in an Oklahoma cookbook called Pow Wow Chow, nineteen eighty four. Listed herself as a minority in the Association of American Law Schools directory of faculty from eighty six to ninety five. Uh, after she moved to Harvard Law in 96, an article in the student-run Harvard Crimson apparently indicated that faculty members and administrators still believe Warren was Native American. Um, quote, although the conventional wisdom among students and faculty is that the law school faculty includes no minority women, uh, blah, 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 the article stated Elizabeth Warren is Native American. Well, it's, it's crazy on both ends. One... University of Pennsylvania in 05 considered Warren among its uh, minority faculty members. Yeah, it's crazy on both ends, because on one side, you can claim it. Anybody can claim it. I don't know why more of us don't. I don't know why I haven't. And then on the other side, they accept it. Well, so, because it would be incredibly offensive to start right? grilling you or, or, for instance, checking your blood to see if you've got some black blood in you, like you're a Klansman. That's why I don't know why I've never had the cojones, for instance, when I'm applying for a home loan or something, to not say I'm American Indian. Right. They're not going to ask me. That's the one you ought you to be careful You don't look American about. Indian. Well, right. You can't. Or, okay, I'll say I'm Hispanic. Whatever. There you go. Bingo. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about Hispanic. You don't look Hispanic. Oh, I don't look Hispanic because I didn't wear a sombrero in here. I didn't ride in a burro, so I'm not Hispanic. I want the manager. That's right. what you do. Oh, as soon oh, as yeah. I... oh, please. That was really well done. We're so sorry, sir. We're so... I'm sorry, senor. Oh, yeah. We're so sorry. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about this, and Hispanic is the perfect example of it. Because I did the 23 and Me thing, and it's fun, and I'm glad I did it. And it was kind of cool, and uh turns out both my wife and I are just, just, copier paper white um and and like northern european british isles just uh, uh, to, to an astounding degree but like everybody on earth virtually i got just a teeny tiny little bit 
of uh, you know the uh, the Iberian Peninsula, the Spain, Portugal, that part of Europe. I mean, somewhere there's some Spaniard snuck into Hen House uh, 275 years ago or something. I did a tiny bit of my DNA appears to come from that part of Europe. To be from Spain is to be Hispanic, same as Guatemala or Mexico or Venezuela, for that matter. As there are millions of refugees stream all over the hemisphere. The idea that somebody like me could legitimately claim to be quote-unquote Hispanic and then get to wear the mantle of victimhood and nobility and get an extra say in this or that or have to be respected, it's just its dumb. It's absolutely dumb. And identity politics is dumb, and you ought to cut it out. Yeah, I That's have... not to say, again, of the inevitable disclaimer, that there's no racism, and racism is an issue, and there aren't racial issues, because of course there are. I had a friend who was uh, full-on one-quarter Cherokee. Grandfather was full-on, lived on the reservation Cherokee. Mm-hmm. But she'd never met the guy. He was out of the family picture. She never met him. Her mom barely knew him. He just was not in the family picture. Mm-hmm. And they, they had no relationship to Indian lifestyle, Native American, this or that. But she was fully on one quarter, which will definitely get you something. Yeah. Um, in fact, there are some places where if she wanted to, she legally could hunt in a national park without a permit. And she did? <laughs> because because it was your land first. So. Oh, come on. You walk down the middle of the crowded road in Yosemite and just... Just take out a moose. Kids are enjoying that to... grizzly bear. You just shoot it right in front of them. Exactly. And skin it. Yeah. But yeah. never took advantage of it because it just seemed odd to her because she never met the guy or anything like that. It's because she's one, principled. That's one quarter. Yeah. You get down to the one one thousandth or whatever Elizabeth Warren's talking about. Remember when she did that DNA test, her reaction was, well, that's hardly any. No, her reaction was, there it is. It proves it. Right. Yeah. Come on. And again, I, I don't care. I'm just amused by the whole thing, but I'm telling you, to throw on the the uh, headdress of American Indianhood, of Native Americanhood, to get your career ahead, she's done. She's absolutely done. So, I wish I'd have watched Brian Williams longer last night. I turned it off too soon. Apparently, he got AOC on live after the State of the Union address, and she uh, she went on quite a, a, a rant about the speech. She didn't like it much, which is not surprising, and she no. gets to not like it. And her constituency uh, hates it, and, and that's good. That's fine. Yeah. She's got a job, and she's doing it. If you didn't hear the socialism bit, we should play that again, because that, that was the biggest applause line of the night, which is both heartening and disheartening. It's disheartening that a president needs to say it at all. CBS News, 56% believe the speech will do more to unite the country than divide it. 36% said not a lot of difference, probably. Only 8% found the speech divisive. Take a look at some of your favorite mainstream media outlets during the commercials, then meet us back on the other side. See if they agreed, or if they represent pretty much the 8%. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wiped the footprints off my dash, tore it through sun faded photographs, through me in the wind, y'all can have it back. As we speak, 
large, organized caravans are on the march to the United States. We have just heard that Mexican cities, in order to remove the illegal immigrants from their communities, are getting trucks and buses to bring them up to our country in areas where there is little border protection. I have ordered another 3,750 troops to our southern border to prepare for this tremendous onslaught. So there was some grumbling there in the crowd as soon as the president mentioned the caravans and uh, watching some of the punditry afterwards, a lot of, you know, made up caravan talk. Sure. Um, A lot of eye rolling among the white clad uh, Democrats in the crowd last night. Let's check in and see what's going on at the border. Sure. Yeah. Clayton never. uh, I'm sorry. Clayton Neville joins us. Westwood one news correspondent. Actually reporting from uh, from Dallas, I guess, but has spent some time along the border. Clayton, welcome. A whole bunch of Central Americans, huh? Yeah, that's right. In fact, about 80% of this current caravan that is just outside of Eagle Pass, Texas, are from Honduras. So mainly Central Americans. There's anywhere between 1,700 and 2,000 migrants right now in the city of Piedras Negras, which is just west of Eagle Pass, Texas. Now, geographically, it's between Brownsville, which is the southern tip of Texas, and El Paso. That's a large span. But to give you an idea, it's in the southwest portion of the state of Texas, right there on the Texas-Mexico border. So according to local officials there, what we're dealing with as of today, and this all started on Sunday, anywhere between 1,700 and 2,000 migrants, mostly from Central America, that are awaiting to seek asylum into the United States. Okay, so they the plan, as far as we can tell, is to enter at a port of entry and then fill out the paperwork as opposed to rushing the border, that sort of thing. Yeah, no rushes of the border. However, we have heard from federal authorities that there have been several arrests since Sunday of people trying to cross illegally, not by any means an influx. They didn't give specific numbers, but they did say Several and a few. Those are a couple of the reports that I've heard. Uh, This is an area where there aren't a whole lot of ports of entry. In fact, there's not much fencing in that general area either, um, or barriers or whatever you want to call them. Um, So there is a wide area that you can come across illegally. And so that's where a lot of the concern is coming from local, state, and federal officials in this particular area. You heard the president say it there in the clip. They're sending more troops down that way. The state of Texas has sent several hundred of their own DPS, Department of Public Safety officials, down that way as well. I spoke with the mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas, yesterday. Uh, They're assuring the community that they are safe because of the high number of federal and local authorities that are on top of this. Uh, These 1,700 people or a little more were dropped off by the busload in that area in Mexico on Sunday. 49 buses, to be exact, dropped off nearly 2,000 migrants uh, just outside of Eagle Pass. How long a bus ride is that from the Honduras to the the Texas border? No, that's uh, thousands and thousands of miles. But we don't don't know the specific... 50 buses traveling a couple thousand miles. At least in part. I think that was like to complete the journey. So did they walk the first... That, how do you walk that far? They, they used you know a hundred different ways to get as far as they did, and then the Mexican government said, "All right, we need you to move along and furnish all those buses." From what I understand, wow, 
Yeah, that's right. We're not exactly clear as to where those buses came directly from you know, when they dropped them off, where they are now. Uh, but, yeah, they didn't make the whole trek by bus. You know, they, they take, like you said, various different methods. Okay, that's fine, then. We're, all, we're agreed on that. Let me jump in and ask about the second larger caravan of several thousand migrants uh, organizing. What's the story on that? Those are the reports, yeah, that there's several thousand more. The second one is supposed to be bigger than the first one, and reportedly it's coming up into the same general area as well. Will it go to Piedra Negras, which is the same spot where these migrants are now? That's unclear, but we believe they're headed up in that general direction. And if that's the case, what's nearly 2,000 now could be closer to 5,000 here in what's believed to be two, maybe three or four weeks. Uh, So that has a lot of local folks in Eagle Pass and surrounding areas a little bit on edge and somewhat concerned. Clayton Neville of Westwood One News. Clayton, thanks very much for the report. Thanks. I tell you who else is uh, highly uncomfortable with these reports is the Mexican government. As we saw in Tijuana, they want nothing to do with thousands of Central Americans desperate to get into El Norte because they don't know what to do with them. Well, they're and gonna... they're so used to us just kind of turning a blind eye. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When these people stop in Mexico, it's an enormous burden. Well, and Tijuana is a pretty big city and couldn't absorb all these people. These right. are small towns. I'm, uh, I've traveled to all these these border towns. I, I like Texas. I like Mexico. I've done a lot of I've been Juarez and Eagle Pass and all these places. Um, but these are smaller towns. You get a couple of thousand people hanging out in one of these smaller oh, towns, and, and they're not going back. You're not going back two thousand miles. Uh, you couldn't afford to. You couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. So they're they're there unless they can get into the United States. So you got that problem. You said, are they rushing the border? Well, we don't know what their intentions are. They haven't rushed the border yet. Right. But that stretch of the border is just you stand in you stand in Eagles Pass, Texas, and it's nothing as far as you can mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Who who's coming across at night? I don't know. You well, don't know. Listen, I say this not as a partisan or to make a political point, just because it seems obvious to me. Letting people in as they apply for asylum, is now untenable. They're coming in the waves of thousands at a time now. And so it's pretty clear you got to have like a, I don't know, some sort of covered walkway. They walk into the office, they fill out the paperwork, then they walk out of the office and back across the border. Otherwise, you have no system because they'll just vanish. Um, so having said that, You've got a situation where now they're going to be in the thousands sitting there in these tiny towns in Mexico on the border. And that's just a recipe for chaos and crime and rapine and horrors and starvation and disease, as we saw in in, in Tijuana. And it's just so frustrating. If you're a normal human being and not like a hardcore partisan hack, um, it's just astounding that, that the R's and the D's can't recognize the straits we're in and get together and work well, something out. How about on the speech last night? So as soon as the word caravan, can you play the first part of that clip again, Sean? that we opened with just the first part. As we speak, large, organized caravans are on the march to the United States. We have just and heard... And the grumbling. Oh, and the grumbling and the, the eye-rolling. Yeah. The caravan, oh, God, here he goes with the caravan again. They, it, they exist. It's just a thing. Now, maybe you don't like his policy toward it. Maybe maybe you, you think it's overstated the threat. America doesn't agree with you. 72% um, approval on what you heard about immigration in the speech last night. 72 to 28. The caravans exist, one, and politically you're on the wrong side of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a winning issue for him. So you need to figure out a way to get... 
I don't know what you would want out of it if you're on the other side. The DACA stuff, path to citizenship, fine. all you, of that. But you got to liberalized uh, um, uh, refugee rules. Fine, but you, you, going with the the caravans are made up is not going to work with fifty busloads of people showing up. Right. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's State of the Union, some more highlights, including a statement that puzzled a lot of people. Eh, got another black eye for the Catholic Church. And Ikea's bold move aimed directly at millennials. Coming up. You don't like this Van Morrison song? I don't like you. This is a good song right here. Huh? Let's put, let's put some on a musical face on the caravan. Fair enough. <laughs> Squatty little Irishman <laughs> representing those caravans. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm looking at this Washington Post version of the Elizabeth Warren story as there's now solid evidence in her own handwriting of her claiming she's an American Indian at one point in her life. Right. Uh, Warren will be vying to lead a party that has become far more mindful of non-white voters and their objections to misuse of their culture. Yeah, you can't make cultural appropriation a thing and then pick a candidate who is appropriating someone's culture. (laughs) I mean, literally appropriating their culture. No, she has run afoul of the uh, very most hot buttons of her people. I think you might be right. She she, she, she may just be done. Forget it. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump delivering his State of the Union last night, calling for cooperation and compromise and a rejection of revenge, resistance, and retribution in an appeal for bipartisanship during that speech. He also went on to add, An economic miracle is taking place in the United States, and the only thing that can stop it are foolish wars, politics, or ridiculous partisan investigations. If there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. It just doesn't work that way. Now, you wrote that in a rhyming way, right? So it would stick or stand out or something, I, I guess, assume? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I was surprised. I'm not he sure, went that's there. an argument exactly that's going to sway a lot of people. But well, they saw it as a threat on MSNBC. Oh, that's ridiculous! I'll sign no legislation uh, uh, until the investigation's over. I think it was worth saying. Well, and the proof is uh, the Democrats went on howling about the Benghazi investigation, for instance, uh, the Hillary email investigation. Uh, went on and on and on about it. He's invest- they're going on too long. Oh, still with the investigations? It's obviously a, a technique, a strategy to try to portray them as illegitimate and counterproductive. So it's his. It's, it's uh, Trump's turn. So many of the people that want Trump's job looked extra disgusted by the speech. We're right. trying to figure yeah. out if that's a good move politically. Since 75% approval rating for the speech. In the CNN-CBS poll. 75% approval rating. You could make the argument that looking like you hated it doesn't fit, but I suppose you're just trying to appeal to the core. That 25% is your electorate in the primaries. Who are going to choose a candidate. The 25% who hated it. Because Kamala Harris kept whispering to people, what about this crap here? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, can you believe this crap? And then Gillibrand actually tweeted out a video of her rolling her eyes and said, do you agree with me? Send $5, and then her, her web address. Yay! <laughs> Send $5 because I rolled my eyes during the speech. <laughs> you know, might work. 
During the course of the speech, Trump also hit hard at illegal immigration, calling it an urgent national crisis. Trump vowing to get a border wall built, saying, walls work, walls save lives. Going on to say that tolerating illegal immigration is immoral and cruel. And then looking out at the legislators in the room. In the past, most of the people in this room voted for a wall. But the proper wall never got built. I will get it built. I was uncomfortable. That that polls very well, the immigration yeah. stuff, um, as we've mentioned throughout the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was pretty uncomfortable with the... Uh, here's, here's family members of a, a family that... A horrifying crime. I mean, murder and mayhem. A couple and just, of weeks ago, just yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and there you are in the crowd, and we're standing and applauding, and it's just that that felt felt weird. Does the grandchildren cry? Yeah, I just yeah, that was I, yeah, that was too much for me, honestly. I don't uh, mind him bringing that up. I guess in the speech, having them there, I, I don't think that was good for them. I hate to sound so paternal, but I'm not sure that was good for them. It's just mm-hmm. it's, that's a weird dynamic. The Democratic response was delivered by Stacey Abrams. She narrowly lost the Georgia governor's race in November, considered, though, to be a rising star in the Democratic Party. Abrams also addressing the border issue, saying, We know bipartisanship could craft a 21st century immigration plan, but this administration chooses to cage children and tear families apart. Compassionate treatment at the border is not the same as open borders. President Reagan understood this. President Obama understood this. Americans understand this. And Democrats stand ready to effectively secure our ports and borders. Okay, cool. But we must all embrace that from agriculture to health care to entrepreneurship, America is made stronger by the presence of immigrants, not walls. Joe, a white male, thinks he can tell a black woman when she should stop talking. Oh, boy. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, that was some fine uh, fine rhetoric for her fans and those who would tend to accept that sort of thing. Okay, so if you stop, and I quote, putting children in cages, where does that leave us? And if you accept that immigrants... With free-range children. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, free now, to run around and lay eggs. Now, great, all right, no more cages. And some of those quote-unquote cages were specifically to protect the children. Otherwise, you would have had them in an open facility with hundreds of adults, which is a bad idea. Um, so where does that leave us now? What do you think about uh, physical barriers? What do you think about uh, the visa system? What do you think about the refugee system? It's just empty rhetoric. And the, we, need to rec- we need to recognize that immigrants play an important role in agriculture and blah, 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 blah. The President of the United States just said he wants more legal immigration than we've ever had before. So what's your point? Yeah, I would have thought that would have uh, immunized him to much criticism. The, I want more legal immigration than we've ever had, which a lot of people on the right did not like that. That was an ad lib. That was not in the text. Mm. He either was overriding his, his, his team and didn't want to tell him out loud or on the spur of the moment threw that in, but that was not part of his speech as it was released to everybody to say we're going to have more legal immigration than we've ever had before. But again, he has golf courses to run, so he needs people. On the main, Stacey Abrams had a win. She avoided any disaster. It didn't look weird. There was no strange things. There are no memes coming out of it. She didn't identify herself as the wrong political party. Like It was (laughs) was really good. To not lose is to win in that role, and, and she didn't lose. 
fun. There, there you go. That is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. But then Bernie gave a speech also, which I don't know that anybody is aware of. And and uh, Kamala Harris did a pre-State of the Union rebuttal, which I didn't she hear. She did? A yeah. pre-buttal. A pre-buttal, which I did yeah. not hear a word about. Um, she got a fair amount of TV coverage, Kamala Harris. And Eye look, rolling and yeah. gasping and shaking her head no. Um, I noticed Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not among the Supreme Court no, justices. No, only four, only yeah, four I was say, showed up. Yeah, there were only a handful. Yeah, yeah. Is that a new thing? Well, it started a couple of years ago. Uh, Scalia at one point said, "This is just political theater. This is not even worth coming attending." Right, and that, and right. so that sort of snowballed. So you only had four. Do you know who the uh, in a bunker guy was last night? Yeah, R- Rick Perry, the the Department of Energy. Oh, the designated oh, survivor right. guy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Designated survivor was, uh, what is it, Department of uh, Energy? No, exactly. no, I said energy. Yeah. Department of Energy? No. That Rick Perry. Uh, education? Uh, oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. He was sitting there thinking, oh, Lord, please don't uh, send a catastrophe that kills everybody in the Congress. Uh, but if you're ever going to do it, tonight be all right. <laughs> that's, that's a heck of a tradition that we have yep. yep in case the entire government is decapitated we've got this person over here in a yeah, bunker rick perry in reserve <laughs> and if something happened to him it was me i was the, i was the next one <laughs> our text line is 415-295-kftc we haven't hit you with the uh, the poll numbers behind the poll numbers on this speech um i don't think you could do any better it will be lost to history by tomorrow but you're listening to the armstrong and getty show Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That's the montage, the edited montage. I like a good montage. Sean, that's one the, the State of the Union is strong. Does he just say that a whole bunch of times? Is that what the montage is? Let's hear a little of that. Always where, like montages. Where is that one? Six. So two six. Some people plan this After ahead. 24 months of rapid progress, our economy is the envy of the world. Our military is the most powerful on earth by far and america america is again winning each and every day members of congress the state of our union is strong you know you could have added to that the chunk of the speech where he talked about unemployment is the lowest it's ever been for all these different groups various numbers everything like that i mean it's it's hard to argue with some of that stuff. You you can argue about whether or not he should get credit for those things. You know, mm. econ- economists could get together and argue about that. Sure, but you'd think you'd cheer them all. <laughs> you'd think you'd think everyone would agree it's a good thing that unemployment for blacks is the lowest it's ever been. Right. I mean, and, and unemployment for handicapped people. The the white shirted ones sat there looking stone faced and angry. I wish those damn handicapped people were at home where they belong. Are you against that? Well, I don't think no, that's it. No, you just can't give the other guy credit. And my favorite one, favorite, it was horrifying, that I tweeted out, he mentioned that how many child rapists they'd arrested and how many 
sex traffickers they'd arrested and that sort of thing. And, and all the women, the brave women's rights women, sat there on their hands. I'm not applauding that because it was Trump. It just goes to show you how stupid partisanship is. Yeah, and it's always been that way. As long as I've been watching the State of the Union address, the, the things people sit and stand for always has uh, amused me. Um, but we got a text from someone who said, I was just watching NBC News, and they were talking about the president's divisive speech. Well, how wow. divisive was it based on these poll numbers? Wow. Yeah, we can get uh, right to that, um, if you like. Uh, well, do you, if looking you, ahead, this, yes? Well, if you just start with 75% of approved of it yeah. on CBS and, uh, and CNN, 75% approval, that's not very divisive. 8% of people who watched the speech, according to a CBS News poll, 8% thought it would do more to divide the country. Okay. 8%, less than 1 in 10, found it, quote, Divisive. 90% of the non-Fox pundits I watched last night thought it was divisive. Right. 8% of the country thought it was divisive. That tells you everything you need to know about pundits, about uh, TV, network TV, cable TV, uh, newspaper editorial boards. That's all you have to know about. You'd think there'd be an effort to be a little more balanced than that. It gets you thrown out of their cocktail parties and their private school gatherings and and the rest of it. What's her name? Jill Abramson, former editor of the New York Times. And a lefty. Jill Abramson. Full-on progressive lefty her whole life. Fine. But she says that the New York Times has lost its mind and they now let their Trump hatred get into their actual news pieces. And she said when she was there that the younger crowd, because she was worried about the deteriorating of journalistic standards, mm-hmm. the idea that you've got to you can't run with a you can't run with this story if all you have is anonymous sources, or you haven't been able to corroborate the evidence with at least two people, or something like that. Whatever, you old bag. And she said the young people feel like no Trump is so bad and so dangerous. We need to throw out those rules, right? Jill Abramson, you should be who, ashamed of yourselves. Who I guarantee you hates Trump, <laughs> right. thinks that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, And so, so there you go. 90% of the non-Fox pundits think it was a divisive speech. 8% of America. Literally, 92% of people watching the speech thought it would either help unite the country or not change things. Is 56, 56% said unite the country. So if you're going to look at it, unite v versus divide... Uh, let's see, six times eight is four. Oh, exactly. Seven times as many people watching the speech... Thought it was unitive as divisive. Seven times as many. And everywhere you look, it's, you know, by the pundits called a divisive speech. End of lesson. Let's say, I tell you what, let's take the rest of the class period off, go outside and play Frisbee in the quad. You know, we, we talked to Lonnie Chen earlier. We love him as a pundit. He's fantastic. Uh, but he said a lot of it is your expectations. So maybe if you went in with him expecting to be divisive, it sure. seemed extra. Funny thing with expectations. My son wanted to rewatch the Super Bowl halftime show. We watched the Super Bowl halftime show, and with zero expectations, because now the Super Bowl's over and I'm not thinking about all, oh, just throwing mm-hmm. it on, it was definitely perfectly okay. Sure. I mean, there's no reason to say that was the most boring halftime show of all time. It was just absolutely perfectly fine if you like that kind of music. Sure. Hating stuff is very hot. Very uh, snarky, very young. People like to hate on stuff. I, I'm kind of over hating on the Super Bowl halftime show. Right, I didn't. It's it's like 
hating on a cheese sandwich. It's it's bread and it's cheese, maybe a little mayo. It's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. <laughs> but I didn't really bring it up to to relitigate the halftime show and Adam Levine's abs. But just the expectations. I've never watched a State of the Union address again like a week later with zero expectations. I wonder how it looks and sounds then. Hmm. I bet it's a lot different. Yeah. I bet the polling would be different. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're a lonely voice, Jack, you and me. Lonely. It doesn't matter, by the way, the State of the Union address. Oh, it does. There's where you're wrong. <laughs> no, is it? Now you're the lonely voice. <laughs> I'm, Am I'm, I wrong? I've joined the crowd. Yeah, we'll see just, how many people are discussing this a week from now. Just because right now we're getting into the uh, border security discussion and the specter of another uh, shutdown. The negotiators are now at the table, and the president's got the rosy glow from the SOTU. That's fairly common. If it had to be in a week and a half, I think you'd probably be right. I think this one might have an unusual effect. Chuck and Nancy, I promise you, I promise you, are looking at the CBS News poll and the CNN News poll, whose numbers were almost identical. It was quite striking, actually. Um, over, well, we, we mentioned the uniting, dividing thing, which is in stark, astounding contrast with the conventional wisdom. The ideas you heard on immigration, in favor of them, 72%. Opposed them, 28%. They have to see those polls. I think it'll have an effect, if only because of the timing. Chris Wallace on Fox last night was talking about how it was. Uh, he felt like the speech had more legs in terms of the opening of the 2020 campaign for Trump's reelection and and laying the groundwork and everything like that. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But I'll tell you what. You look at that that speech and those poll results. People who hate on Trump and think it's just a given he's going to lose are so wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, are man. Are so wrong. Will he? The tr- uh, Here you go. You don't like Trump. I'll, I'll throw you a bone. Will the president who is legendarily stubborn and, and difficult to counsel, will he get that the self-deprecating moments, the letting his humanity show moments in the speech were universally loved? The don't sit down yet, you're going to love this next part. Talking to the Democrats, the gals in the white and everything. That was funny. It was charming. And sure. then he gave them something that they really like. And is, That is there self- are more women in Congress than there have been since women have been allowed to vote. Praising and, that. Yeah. That's come on now. Uh, I tell you what, you know, it, he's, he's new to politics. If he could embrace that part of him, which, and I mentioned this to one of our guests earlier, anybody who meets him in person says he's amazingly engaging. He is not the puffed-up, chin-out, egotistical blowhard that you know some believe he is. He's actually a very charming guy. Um, if he could let more of that out, I'm telling you, the, the, the 42 dwarfs who are running to oppose him on the Democrat side, they are up against it. Did you Particularly, see, of course, if the economy's good. Did you see any of the channels where they, uh, they listened in after the speech when he goes down there and he walks through the, the throng of people that want to get autographs or congratulate him. Uh, they, they had the microphones on for a long time on MSNBC, and it was so sickening. Listen to these sycophant politician weasels oh, yeah. trying to get a little piece of his glory. And it was all Republicans that were hanging around to talk to him. But with the mics on, they're all, Mr. Greatest President, greatest speech I've ever heard, Mr. President. You knocked it out of the park, Mr. President. Love your speech, Mr. President. Best I've ever heard. I mean, just, oh, right. God. Have you no shame whatsoever? That was quite something. <laughs> no, no shame. Check it at the door. Nice job. Like the speech would be fine. You, you don't have to go that far. You're the new Reagan, sir. <laughs> right, right. 
Interestingly enough, to delve down a little deeper, proposals for U.S. troops in the Middle East, 74% approval of ending the unending wars. 74%. From what you've heard, is there a crisis at the southern border? Yes, 71%. 71%. How does that contrast with the mainstream media? Is the uh, second Trump-Kim summit a good idea? 78% said, yeah, it's a good idea. Who's the Trump kid that fell asleep, Sean? No, that was the that was his guest. That, I that was the bullied kid I that fell asleep? I believe so, yeah. He was sound asleep during a speech. Who can blame him? How He's old an 11-year-old he? boy, right? Something like that, yeah. 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 11-year-old boy who stays awake for that hour 20 is a weirdo. It's a weird 11-year-old. Or they're pumping him full of drugs or something, <laughs> which I'm against. <laughs> my kids are, after the announcement, ladies and gentlemen, the president! As soon as that's over, my kids are out. That's the only part they like. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.